Welcome to the Win All Day Every Day podcast presented by Prairie Hockey Academy. This is uh, another great day for an episode because it is uh, the start of hockey season. Training camps are breaking out everywhere. The Prairie Hockey athletes showed up yesterday and uh, it's really exciting time and uh, looking forward to seeing how the season unfolds ahead of us. We got 79 athletes arrived to Karenport yesterday. Um, I'm here with my co-host Justin Simpkins and uh, we're really excited about the, the season that's ahead of us. Yeah, what a fun day yesterday, right? Beautiful, uh, sunny day. I think it's still the summer, but 79 student athletes and their family. I think we served 195 people for our barbecue last night. Um, just a blast. Uh, the energy that we felt as kids checked into to their, you know, to the stalls in the Champions Hall and seeing their nameplates up and all the gear out and it was pretty fun. Yeah, pretty fun. And if we're if we're going with live bullets already, then of course <laughs> junior camps are full swing. And yeah. whether it's Western League or uh, the SJHL, the Junior A leagues across the country. Last week we had Scott Barney from the Humble Broncos join us as a guest, and uh, Scott provided all kinds of great commentary from his time over in Europe, and you know being in a second round draft pick, mm -hmm. and and what that was like as a player going through the system, overcoming adversity, and uh, with injuries to to continue to play in the NHL, and then off to Europe and whatnot. And then how he transitioned to a, a coach, right? Um, I thought he had a lot of really good information for our, our listeners out there. Yeah, absolutely. I think that we titled the the episode seven. I think it was called "Don't Expect Them to Know," right? It just dropped yesterday, um, but it's uh, that's what I appreciate is just the insight that he even gave for coaches and even parents and stuff. Just like don't expect them to know. We have to we have to unpack things for kids sometimes. You know, tell them what we mean about practice habits. I think that was one of the key pieces. He talked lots about the practice habits and, and sticks on pucks and things that we're trying to teach young athletes every day. So if you haven't listened, you know, I'd just say, you know, it's a it's a worthwhile listen as you're driving in the combine or heading back to practice wherever you're going today. Yeah. And as we as we continue today's uh, podcast, we're also really excited about today's guest. Uh, a, a similar story in the sense of uh, a successful player who transitioned into the coaching world. Um, in fact, there's there's even more crossover than just playing and coaching. Mm -hmm. There's crossover from Humboldt. There's, you know, uh, today's guest is is uh, is a Prairie boy and uh, won some national championships on both the playing and coaching side. So we're really excited today to be bringing in the head coach for the Battleford Stars, Braden Clamasco. Braden was a, a, a three-time, no, two-time champion in the SJHL as a player. Won a national championship in 08 as a player. Uh, turned that into a coaching career. He, he coached, um, started in Humboldt, you know, right. alongside, uh, you know, who we talked about like with, with Darcy and uh, some things there from last week that we talked about. And then he, you know, was able to fly the nest and, and uh, start his own sort of coaching career as a head coach in Balford and has had nothing but success uh, going to Balford. Three-time SJHL Coach of the Year. Last year, he was actually the National Coach of the Year, winning the Darcy Hogan Mark Cross Memorial Trophy as a Coach of the Year for Canada Junior A. Quite an accomplishment, quite a dovetail of you know his his history there with uh, with the Broncos and what that all means to him. So, Braden, we're really excited to have you on the show today, and uh, welcome to the podcast. Oh, I'm excited to be here, guys. Thanks, uh, thanks for spending some time with me. This will be fun. Now you're you're just in the middle of uh, getting ready. You've had all your kind of summer camps to get ready for. You know, uh, all the minor hockey kids there in Battleford, but now the real bullets start flying this week for your squad. What are you excited about with this year's uh, team? Yeah, excited because it's a whole new crop of kids. You know, we you graduated, I think it was 11 guys total onto, you know, other programs from last year and really looking forward to, you know, bringing in, you know, a lot of new faces and, and everything like that. And this is going to be lots of fun. You know, it's kind of like you're, 
you're starting from square one and and I think it's going to be a you know a good uh yeah it'll be a good experience for everyone it's been uh you know you had a, a really great year last year with your team going all the way th- to the centennial cup and then even yourself your your season extended because you got to go down to Nashville and and uh have that exciting moment of winning that award and um talk to us about your emotions going down there even just to be you know, your third in a row coach of the year in the SJ, but then to, to be able to fly down to Nashville as a finalist for that award, what were your going, th- your emotions, what were you going through at that time? You know, you know, it was a perfect kind of uh, holiday, you know, type, uh, you know, where the, the season was kind of over for us right then and there. We had a, uh, we had a 50th anniversary kind of uh, golf tournament and everything celebration here. And we were working hard at that. And basically that was kind of the first time where I kind of got to relax and just enjoy what we kind of accomplished and everything. And, and then to go down to receive the award and um, the, the, the coaches conference that we're able to meet all the, you know, the NHL coaches and to learn from them a little bit was unbelievable, a great experience and learn lots from them. And I think the coolest part about it all is, is the way that the, those guys aren't scared to to tell some of their secrets. You know, everyone's so scared to, you know, talk about systems or whatever. And and they're just, uh, they're willing to share where, what all their knowledge that they have to, to try and help us, you know, as coaches and everything like that. And um, yeah. And then obviously receiving the award and enjoying Nashville and enjoying the draft. It was, it was a great experience and something that, uh, you know, we, you know, we, we, we really liked and was able to bring the family down later on and enjoyed some family time as well down there. So it's a great trip. And, and, uh, it was just, uh, it was just a blast. It was, it was something that I, uh, yeah, you might, you'll never forget for sure. That's fantastic. What did, what did it mean? Like, I mean, the, the award is named after Darcy and, and Mark, um, for you to, you know, that, that Humboldt connection, you being a Humboldt guy and, like be like just there had to be some raw emotions that were going on during that week 100 percent, you know obviously and and uh yeah you know coaching with darcy and and everything like that and you know mark you know just getting to know, know him a little bit he rented my house in humboldt and it was just uh yeah it, it was definitely a pretty humbling experience to win something like that and it was uh yeah something that uh not many people got to actually be able to coach with Darcy and for me to be able to do that and and to learn from him, you know, there's a lot of things that I take into my everyday, you know, from, from what Darcy Darcy taught me. Yeah. And as you've now transitioned to, to, from Humboldt as an assistant coach there with Darcy to, to Battleford, you've built, you've built a great culture of excellence there in Battleford. I think that over the years, they'd won a few championships, you know, in the the late nineties and, and early two thousands. And they had some, some struggling years there, but you came in, you righted the ship, you, you've done a brilliant job of recruiting some talented players. But as Bob Lowe's was on our show a few weeks ago, and he talked about like, everyone's got to have talent. That's a no brainer. Like you've got some great scouts out there like Wiley and others that are out there turning over every rock to, to get you their, your players. But it's the culture at the end of the day, and, and and guys with character. What what are you looking for as a coach? For you know, even now, as you said, you got eleven guys moving on. The new eleven guys that you're bringing in, what do they need to make your team this year? I think I, I think people overlook some some aspects of it. I, I think first you got to be a good fit in our dressing room. You know, you you gotta you gotta fit in. You don't have to be everyone's best friend, but it's got to be a you know you got to fit in with everyone where we get along and we're good people and you know we come 
we want to come to the rink every day and get better and go to work and and want to want to move on in our careers you know i think that's really important we feel like we do lots to to get these guys to where they want to get to but we got to have the buy-in from the players so if they want to just come to practice you know for the for the hour or whatever, and then go home for the rest of the day. It's not a real good fit here for us, you know, and it just, it usually doesn't work. And we, we usually weed them out pretty quick. Um, those, those type of players. And I think that's the, mo- the most important for us is finding hockey players that want to get better, that want to learn, that want to be at the rink every day, you know, and that's, that's our goal is to find those type of guys. Yeah, that's fantastic. What, uh, you know, as you, as you, craft your roster now and you're going into your training camp do you guys have are you do you have 100 guys coming in are you limited to 40 like what are you looking at doing there you know we're limited less than normal we've got about 80 and the big thing with that is we're we're trying to you know we started later than everyone else so you know you got to have a good camp we're going to weed out guys quick you know we're we're going to get down to numbers as quick as we can and and try and find the right 25 to move on here so i think that's that's kind of the plan here the next uh you know, the next week, like I'm going to, the message tomorrow to these kids is better have a good week. You know, if you have a struggling week, you know, you might not be here. It's that simple. So it's, uh, it's really important that we, we start off, you know, sprint, you know, start off with a, you know, a good jolt and a good sprint right out of the gates. Yeah. I think, you know, that's, that's neat to hear that. And expectations, you know, must be high even for this, the, you know, the young athletes coming in, in regards to what the ex- their expectations are of the, of your organization with the stars there and, you know, being in the Centennial Cup last year, losing to the you know Brooks Bandits in the in the championship game, you know I think everyone watched that, and so they're coming in recognizing that there's a turnover in regards to you know the eleven new spots. But I think expectations are there. I mean, how do you uh, how do you temper those, or how do you fulfill those even? Yeah, yeah, I, I think you uh, you hope the the dressing room you know understands the guys that are returning know what the expectations are you know nothing's going to change here you know and that's that's the goal I, I think at the end of the day is you um your first expectation is to move guys on and uh you know obviously you you you, you want to win championship championships come with with good hockey players you know and i think we focus in on on doing our best to you know move guys on championships will come through that that process so it it's it it's you know putting on the work boots every day, you know, and I think that's, that's really important that if you limit your expectations to being like, Hey, we want to be a playoff team. That's what you're going to get out of your team. You know, it's just, you limit your expectations. That's what you're going to get. So there's nothing, you know, we're, we're expecting to win just like any other year. And, and that's, that's, that's our hope. And that's our plan. You came across, um, in, in the coaching world after you finished a really successful playing career, you know, winning a national championship uh, in your hometown. Um, what was that like as a player? And what were some of the things that you took from a player and winning a, a, a championship pedigree mindset there and into the coaching world? Like what, what transferred easily? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think the one thing, like it, it was obviously an honor to win back at home and Humboldt and everything like that. And I, I just think, you know, the one thing when you win – you know, it was almost like a relief for us. We we had a really good team. We knew we were going to be good, and and um, you know, we had a struggle getting out of our our league first. We were down three one to Kindersley, and we were able to win three straight to get out of there, and then to win you know nationally and everything like that. But you really find that there's other good teams across the country, no different than what we saw this past year with us, right? There's there's good teams everywhere, and it's it's not. It's not easy to to win, you know, at the national level. So, 
you know, I, I think that's, that's one thing you really take away is, is the, to be the best, you have to be the best in, in all categories. You know, it's, if, if you have a, if you have a weakness, someone's going to find it, you know, sooner or later, that weakness is going to be exploited and you're going to you get taken advantage of. So I think that was obviously really important. Um, you know, I, I think the dressing room has to be strong. You know, it has to be a group that really likes being around each other. You're around each other from, you know, from early September all the way to late May. You got to get along. You got to have people that want to be there together in the same in the same facility, basically daily. You know, basically they're your family. So that's something that, you know, I really try and stress and to make sure it's the right fit for for our dressing room. And at that time, when he won the national championship as a player, um, you know, a bit of a, a family affair. Your your dad was coaching, I believe, at the time as well, right? And now, what were some of the things that you learned from him being a coach at that level? And and you know, obviously, the dining room table was a different conversation than most. Yeah, we we actually yeah we got a p- picture here together. You know, winning it, and uh, obviously, uh, yeah, he's probably the the coach that I you know, I look up to the most, you know, it's a daily coach that I had that uh, taught me, taught me lots, you know, every day he was my coach all the way up to midget. And then obviously he took over as the assistant in, in junior. And, and I think, you know, I, it, yeah, it's kind of in our blood right from the beginning, you know, and, and I think that's uh, there's, you can still be a good person, but you can be hard on kids. And I think that's the one thing I really learned from them is, you know, kids want to, you know, they want to know when they got to get better, but you still can, you could still be, you know, uh, a, a good human, a good person to them and to show that they care. And I think that was the one thing that, you know, I probably took, took from him mostly. And we've benefited from some of that culture that you've created because uh, we've got one of your former assistants at our academy, Rob Holine. Uh, Rob coaches our U17 prep whites and, um, he's done a brilliant job here the last couple of years, building a really good culture with that program and, and his team. Um, what are some things that as other assistants come and work alongside you, what are you trying to, you know, give them and, and how are you helping them develop as coaches? You, you know, I, I think we learn from each other and I, 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 I want them to feel comfortable. I want them to do their own thing at times. You know, I think it's, everyone's going to coach differently. And that's the one thing that you got to learn is there's so many different ways to coach and the ways to approach different situations. And, and Rob's a perfect example of that. You know, I, I liked, I liked the fire he brought every day and in the passion he had for the kids and how much he cared for the kids. And, you know, it's no different. What I'm looking for in coaches is you like the game. You want to be a part of it. You know, I want, you know, I want those people in part of my organization. So you got a good one there in Rob, you know, he's, uh, he was great with me and he, he I'm sure he's great with you guys. Cause he was, uh, yeah, I, I learned lots from Rob in, in the time that we were together. Yeah, it's good. You're right. I think, uh, you know, our, our families under Rob and, and our whole dressing room, like our, our coach's dressing room, just the camaraderie we have. I mean, we, we all learn lots from Rob. He's passionate. Uh, he's got a great eye when it comes to scouting video with us and, and looking at players for all four of our teams. And he's a great addition to our team. So thanks for thanks for your mentorship on on his life. And and uh, and he's doing the same thing now. What are some, you know, PHA we've, you know, uh, we're going into our seventh season um, as an academy. Um, you know, we're we're in the ultra competitive CSSHL, um, the Canadian Sports School Hockey League. 
we've got four teams, you know, the U15 prep, the two U17 prep programs, and our U18. Um, but, you know, as we look through our alumni list, we've, we've been able to get several kids under, you know, pro contracts, um, NCAA scholarships. And then last year, I believe we had six or seven guys at the national championship as well from representing different teams. And a couple of those guys were with your locker room. So what does that mean to you? Like the, you know, what, what do you see, I guess, in prairie hockey players that, uh, that's been beneficial for your program? I like the structure of it. So they're, Guys are coming. Guys aren't coming to your program just like I was talking about. You know, practicing once a day, and you're going home and playing video games, or you know what I mean. Like you guys, you guys prepare them for the next level, and 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 that's really important to us because it, it doesn't get any easier for us. There's probably more stress at our level now because you're probably maybe taking a university course or two. You know, you're finishing up high school. You know, we're traveling a bit more, so you know the stress of of all those other things you know, on top of hockey, it's just getting more and more. And for you guys to prepare them the way you guys do with, you know, your structure practices and workouts and, and everything like that, you know, all the way from September, all the way till June is a good start. If, if they enjoy that and be like being part of your program for, you know, for 10 months, then I know I can get seven months out of them, you know, and that's, and, and I see the, the progression, you know, the Jackson Allen from the start to the finish is, you know, developed into, you know, one heck of a pro. He'll be a pro someday, you know, and I think that's really important is how, you know, how you guys develop those players as well, you know, on the ice as well as off the ice to prepare them for the next level. Yeah. Hey, I think that's uh, our second, you know, professional player called uh, in our podcast, Adrian Vallaca, a couple episodes ago called Ryan Winterton, said he'll play in the NHL. But, uh, you know, Jackson Allen's going to be a pro, and I agree. You know, he he trained with us this uh, this summer, that prairie performance again, and just seeing his commitment to his craft and um, just the guy's work ethic and he's a bit of a lion heart, and he, uh, he was a pleasure to coach here, and I'm sure you're experiencing the same. But thank you for the comments on the development. You know, we teach our student athletes. We, we talk lots about putting first things first, right? And, uh, when you put those first things first, then hockey, um, you know, can become greater actually. And so the stresses of, you know, moving on to junior hockey and taking some university as well as, you know, having to perform every night, uh, you know, hopefully we're preparing them for that. And hundred percent. No, you are. It's, uh, it's great. And I think, uh, yeah, hopefully keep getting more Prairie kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, yeah, I think you had a few last year that were in and out of the lineup. Three guys this year, hopefully, are mainstays. And I know, I know you have a handful of uh, listed players that are that will be playing this year with our, whether it be our U18 prep and, uh, team or U17 prep. So excited to keep developing those guys and um, sending them on to another program that's all about development as well. No, hundred percent, Braden. Last year at the end of the season, you know, speaking of, we had, you know, we have our guys right till the end of June, and of course, the springtime this year in Canada, the junior landscape, you know, had some seismic shifts, and we had a lot of our student athletes starting to ponder these questions of like, oh, like, well, you know, the pathway to junior is not quite the same anymore, and um, even this spring, or sorry, this uh, fall now, is everyone starting to arrive, and you know, parents are dropping kids off and asking those kind of same questions of. You know, what direction do you think we should go and what league should we be aiming for and stuff like that? You know, as a, as a head coach and GM of the SJHL team there in Battleford, what has that meant for you guys as a team in terms of how you've had to change up maybe some of your scouting and recruiting? And what are some things that you're now looking for from your players? It's a great question. It's the, obviously the waters have gotten a lot murkier, you know, like they have. And, and I think the one thing you just stress is, 
you know, the, the proof is in the pudding here in, in Battleford. We think we do a really good job. And, and honestly, I, I, I don't try and over convince anyone. If someone thinks that that's the best route for them, I let them go, you know, like let them, you know, think that that's, you know, if BC, they feel like is their best, best option, go ahead. You know, I, all I know is I know what my program brings and, it's all you can kind of do, you know, you, you could stress about, you know, what someone should do or what their options are. The big thing that everyone has to do is have an opportunity to play and to get better. So, you know, are you, you know, it's great to be in the BC league, but if you're not playing, are you getting better? You know, are you getting it? You know, what happens on October 1st, if you're not playing and you're not liking it, does that, do you lose an option or two, you know, moving forward? Like it just, you got to understand it's, it's just, you're really putting yourself in a tough spot that if something doesn't work out, which we see it all the time, you know, if it's, if it's the coach or, you know, maybe, maybe it's the town, who knows that your opportunity isn't quite what you thought and someone wants out after, you know, October 1st, it's, it's tough now to, you know, ask to, to get moved to a different league or a different situation. So it's, it's made it really, yeah, it's been an intense summer. Um, I think I would have been more nervous if, if I had my team last year coming back where they'd have been p- picking all my good or trying to go after my top end players like Kessler Dole, Southgate, Bell, all those type of guys, Ewert, Kotai, all those, all those guys, then I would have been, I, I would, I probably would have had a sleepless summer to be honest, but yeah. it's, it, it, it's just, uh, yeah, we're just getting through it here. I, I just, I can't wait till, you know, we see it in a couple of years, uh, where everything goes from here and, and where the the junior a you know um aspect goes in, in all of all of canada as well as in bc yeah it's it's it, you're right the i think you used the word murky and, it, and it's definitely uh it's not just a, a linear model anymore there's lots of options and it brings so much confusion so um you know i, I you know, we had one of the one of the genesis for our podcast here uh the win all day everyday podcast is to tell the stories of, you know, PHA and the players and coaches and the program, but also just to provide some information, some guidance. And so we've got, you know, the, this next segment on guide and provide is where we just sort of drip information out there for parents, for players and for other young coaches coming up. And so I guess, our, you know, my question in, in that stream as, as you know, your players showing up for your training camp this weekend uh, in your parents' meeting, what are some things that you're talking to your parents about for the you know the the week ahead for your the players? Yeah, I I think just kind of like we've been talking about is is how you know how we try and develop you know kids as well as hockey players and and understand what we're what we're trying to accomplish here. Um, it's that's all we can kind of do, you know, like it, it is to really I think I think the proof shows you know what we've been able to do here and everything and. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking for, you know, 25 competitive guys that want to get better every day. And then they're going to push each other in that dressing room and it's going to be the 25 best. And if someone, you know, just thinks that something's going to be handed to them here, it's not happening. Like no one, no one play, no one, it plays their best when they, they aren't getting pushed. And that's the one thing that I want to have is 25 ultra competitive guys that can push each other daily. So that's that's my hope here in this, you know, with with our parents meeting as well as our players. I think you know you mentioned a little bit about the proof is in the pudding. Um, you know, we could talk about the CGHL rating, you know, being ranked number one for fifteen weeks or so. But I think you know more than that, Braden. I think what 
impressed me a lot about the Battleford Stars and the organization and, and the care for the athletes is, is you. Um, you know, I think watching the national championship game and, and just seeing your raw emotion uh, as, a, as a man, you know, afterwards, you know, speaking about, you know, your graduating 20-year-olds and uh, just the love that you had for them. And I just think that that speaks to the heart of a transformational coach uh, that just loves the kids. And will, you know, I think if you have that, you, everything is there for them, right? So you are going to develop them as men. And I, so just proof in the pudding, I just, you know, I'd say for families, you know, if there are anybody that hasn't seen that, go on YouTube. Maybe you can look up Braden Klamosko post game and uh, you maybe, you maybe catch that clip. And I appreciate that. You know, I, we try and, you know, it is a family in here. You know, there are each and every one of my guys in here that, you know, you really care dearly about. And, you know, the guys that are willing to, you know, do whatever it takes to win and, uh, you know, help a team win, you know, you're, you're, you're going to love them like family too. So it's, it's important that we get the right guys in here. Now that you've got uh, your, your, your camps going to be coming up and you got your scouts and you're having a, a chat with your scouts kind of ahead of time as they're going out to sit in the stands to evaluate your talent, the 70 plus kids that you're going to have there. Um, what are some things that would, would get a, a young player crossed off the list quickly? What, what are some sort of pet peeves or some, some things that are just like, yeah, that's not going to work in our program? There's nothing worse for me than seeing bad body language. I hate it, you know, and you can see it from a mile away. We all have dealt with that before, right? You have someone with bad body language. It just grinds your gears. <laughs> 100%. I'm, you know, so, um, yeah, yeah, That there's number one for me. Guys that lose battles, you know, you're – I, I I've, uh, I've, I've watched, you know, I've watched lots of podcasts. You read lots of books and the, you know, the one thing that, you know, it comes back to a lot of times that, uh, you know, I, I read Urban Meyer's book. And the one thing that Urban always says is he likes taking the most competitive guy in camp, you know, the guy that wins the most battles, doesn't matter what position, what, how big he is, how small he is. Um, if he's winning every battle, he's going to be a player for you sometime. So I think that's, that's really important for, uh, yeah, is, is to find those type of guys that uh, will compete. You know, going, going through that and you're crossing, crossing kids, kids off the list, but also making a star beside the, the kids that maybe they're not on your list, they're not protected. You know, is it because a kid wore a yellow helmet or white gloves or had some fancy boots on? Like, what 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 is it that draws your attention to the guys? You know, yeah, you talked about the puck battles and the good body language, but is there something else that they? Just they're like, oh, we, we can't, can't cut, cut this guy. guy. We, we have, have to keep him. We have to find a way to keep him on the roster. roster. How does, does that, that kid earn that opportunity? You know, I think the one thing, it, guys that dominate, you know, and that's that's guys that always have the puck on their stick, that are always involved. Like, I, the game has changed so much, and and everyone always, you know, they, they make fun of the guys that 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 don't, are scared of the corners. I think it's the opposite now. I want guys that want to play in between the dots, you know, guys that stay away from the perimeter that want to go through the middle that are, you know, they might, you know, they might create it. They might get a turnover in the middle, but they're not scared to go there, you know, and that's, that's where the, you know, that's where everything happens is in the middle of the ice. And, and you need guys that want to do that. So if, if guys aren't afraid and guys are, you know, tenacious enough to get into those, those dirty areas, um, those are the guys you're looking at. You're, you're really putting, you know, maybe an extra circle beside and and maybe seeing how coachable they are, you know, through the practice or whatever to really see what, uh, 
what you got as a hockey player for them. Yeah, that hockey smarts is is really a valuable part, isn't it? it it's huge. Yeah, it, it's a big part. Not you know, I haven't brought that up yet, but if you can't think the game, you can't play. You know, like I, I don't need robots out there. This isn't football. Like it isn't. It isn't structured where we're going to give you a you know a, a play to run this you know this. Uh, you know, this next drive at all or anything like that, you got to be able to play on your toes. And, and that's that's to be expected with us. In the midst of, um, you know, you transition from, you know, like I was saying earlier, from being a, a championship player to a, being a, a championship pedigree coach, you know, transformational, as Justin has said, you, you really care for your athletes. At this time of year, whether it's just, a, you know, a dad, you know, sort of being lassoed into – coaching because he's the only guy that's played hockey coaching his son's you know u10 team or maybe it's someone that is you know somewhat climbing the ranks they've gone from maybe u15 team now they're on a u18 triple a what are some things that that advice or like some nuggets that you'd give to young coaches out there at the start of their season to help them have a good campaign i mean real quick i mean Braden, i think this was you right your your coaching career started with a pb humble broncos team yeah yeah a uh Who's all on that? There's uh, there's Jacob Light would have been on there, uh, you know, and Eric Gardner and, and everything like that. And yeah, that was my first you know opportunity. And I think I think the big thing is is you know for any coach out there is is to enjoy it and just just have a plan in place. So it, a plan in places means I don't I don't care if you like don't over don't try and overcomplicate it. You know, and the one thing that your kids will find is you're going to have success if they have successful drills. So don't think the coolest drill out there is going to be something that is going to be needed necessarily. You know, if you look at our practices, they're very simple. All we're trying to do is try and make them faster and, and, and try and work on the skills we already have. So you'll look at it and, and ours would be as basic as they come, but we just want to get better. We want to be able to make harder passes every day and, you know, get better shots and try and score more goals or whatever, but let's not overcomplicate it for, for kids to feel like they have no success there. You could have the best drill in the world, but if, if half of them understand it and half of them don't get it and you're, and you're going through a practice and you know, you're, you're getting frustrated because they don't understand that that's really not benefiting anybody. So keep it simple, you know, enjoy it, try and, you can always make something harder. You can't make something easier necessarily. So it's just the basics, you know, I think is really important. You work on the fundamentals, kids will be fine. They'll enjoy it. They'll love you as a coach. And, and that's all you can ask. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. Keep it simple and be prepared. It's, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I heard Dave King tell me the same advice. So that's, uh, it sounds like it's good. Um, I learned from Dave too. We were at a high performance one once and, and him speaking was, was really good and learned lots from someone like Dave. Yeah, that's great. You, I mean, side story and kind of a fun one, but did you know what, you know, Dave's favorite uh, drill used to be when he ran, you know, his hockey camp back in Saskatoon? He thought it was the complete drill. It taught everything, edge work, you know, agility, speed, skating, badminton on the ice badminton on the ice so if you you know if you need a if you need a day where it needs to be lighter with your guys out there bring some badminton nets stick them up we'll like that because our trainer our trainer thinks he's such a good badminton player he's not a great skater though he might get the wheels beaten off him on the ice if we're playing badminton yeah that's right well he he says you know the youngsters work so hard they don't even know it you know their heads up the whole time they're on their toes they're going back and forth they're on their edges and uh anyway there you go yeah <laughs> coaching advice from us there you uh, go i really appreciate that that input for for parents players and coaches um you know we we don't want just 
going to take a, a shift of gears here. We talk about our bit of a story time, Grandpa B story time. And, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that you've got a couple of great stories for us, just maybe one as a player and one as a coach. I'll, I'll kind of kick off and, and try to dovetail Battleford into one of my stories. Back in the, in the 90s, I was working with Hockey Ministries International and we had started getting the chapel program set up. And, you know, we had first two places were Malfort and Estevan. And the following year, we were able to expand to uh, a, a few other programs, including Battleford. And uh, But for whatever reason, I wasn't able to find a chaplain in Battleford. So I was driving up once a week to Battleford to, 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 do, to do chapel from Estevan uh, for the boys there. And uh, as training camp broke uh, in Weyburn, I got a call saying, hey, we need a chaplain down here in Weyburn. And because it was so short notice, I was like, well, I'm, I'm already headed that direction. So I'll just do Weyburn's chapel that morning and continue to go to Battleford. And as the season went on and progressed it ends up that both Weyburn and Battleford are in the league final. And game seven's in Battleford. That old arena there is packed to the rafters. I think there was a thousand people hanging from the rafters. It was so full. And, uh, and Battleford won in game seven. Um, and it was such an emotional evening for me because I was invested so deeply in both sets of locker rooms. And so I'd go down and I was high-fiving and celebrating with Battleford. And then I would walk back up the hallway and like hug and cry with the, the Weyburn players. It was such like, it was just one of those moments that you could never replicate, but it was just to see the, the difference of having those players perform at their best ability and then seeing these young men understand that it's more than just a championship. Like they were, those men went on to become doctors and lawyers and teachers. And, you know, some went on to play pro, some went to university and others just went to work in the oil field, but they had that great moment and experience there in Battleford. Yeah. Well, that's funny that you say that game because wasn't Battleford down 3-0? They were down three buzz. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and they still say by far there was the most, that was the most people the, the ACC has ever held in this place. They said well over 3000. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I I think that might be an undersell. Like there was, you had to shoehorn them in that night for game seven. Wow. That's cool. That fire inspector was sick that day. I'm I'm guessing. (laughs) uh... (laughs) I'll have to think here quickly about a story or two, you know, in the last couple of years that I thought was kind of special. It's honestly, it's been such a blur. There's so many good moments. You know, it's tough for me to bring out one, you know, one in particular. Yeah. You know, I, I think I think a cool one maybe was me. My first year we were up 3-0 versus, versus Flinflon, and Flinflon comes back and wins the next three. And, you know, normally when that happens, you're usually losing the fourth one as well. And it, it just was really cool that, you know, everyone came out to support and the building was full. It wasn't quite 3,000 like you said, Bear, but it was – you know, probably closer to 2,500 and we had a really good first period and took, took the lead three, nothing and kind of moved on from Flinflon and, and won the league that way. So I think that was one of my, one of my favorite moments here. You, you, wherever you've gone, you've, you've created a culture of excellence and, uh, and whether that was just finding ways to, to battle against adversity or whether it was just being a dominant team from the beginning of the season um, I, you know, I, I, I just, I really appreciate that about you, that you're, you're a guy that, uh, is, is really committed to developing those players and, and creating that culture. And whether that was your dad dripping on you through minor hockey and into junior, whether it was guys like Darcy and Mark, um, or other guys that you spent time under their mentorship as well. 
and different coaching conferences. Like you, you've proven a, a great model and, and you've really developed a great franchise there in Battleford. I'm sure that there's uh, you know, a ton of people behind the scenes that, that help make it happen. Is there anyone there that you want to say thanks to or, or may, make comments on? There is so many. Like, I'm so fortunate. Obviously, dad, number one, you know, is a big part of it. Um, you know, I, I'm looking, you know, my coaching career as an assistant, I got to work with some elite coaches. I worked out, obviously started off with Dean Brockman, who's, you know, an SJHL Hall of Famer. Uh, then I had uh, Ryan Smith, who's now the head coach in Spokane. Then I went to Darcy, and and then I went to Kevin Hasselberg. So, like, man, I had four elite coaches. You know, yeah. four, four elite coaches in five years. That's a that's an assistant coach's dream. You know, I, I always joke with Chili here. All I need is two drills from each of those guys, their best two drills, and I got myself a practice plan for the for the whole year. You right, know, yeah. like it's it's amazing that I'm it's. I've been so fortunate, you know, I really have. And, and throughout the process, it's been, it's been so good. So I, I have so many people like that, that have been mentors to me as a coach growing up and, and everything like that. So I, I've been, I've been, you know, just so thankful for, for how the, how my careers, you know, became and it's because of the people, behind, you know, that, that have taught me. Well, we really appreciate your time today, Braden, um, as the three time, uh, defending coach of the year. Are you going to share that trophy with anyone this year? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> I'm sure they'll be the last for a long time. I think it's just a lot of great coaches in our league and, and I, uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing it. It's, uh, it's been a great, uh, everyone treats us really well. We've got a, such a good coaches fraternity in the SJHL and, you know, I uh, I like battling with these guys day in, day out. Brilliant. Well, we really appreciate your time today. I know it's a super busy time of your year. Uh, taking the time, an hour out of your schedule to be with us on our podcast. Uh, we don't take that lightly. We really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully down the road, you're going to see more of our, our baby blue prairie hockey boys uh, in your lineup and, and maybe even competing against a few others in the, across the league too. 100%. Well, thanks for thinking of me. You know, it's always like uh, – always like helping you guys out whenever I can. And, uh, you know, it's uh, pretty special that some of your guys are turning into some pretty good hockey players up here. So looking forward to keep building that relationship, guys. Great stuff. Well, good luck on the season and uh, all the best to your staff and your players. Thank you. Take care, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Win All Day Every Day podcast presented by Prairie Hockey Academy. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would ask that you follow us on our social media feeds so you can get weekly alerts when we drop a new episode. Plus, if you could leave us a comment and a rating so that other listeners can have the opportunity to hear about this podcast, we'd greatly appreciate it. This allows us to grow our awareness of today's show and further episodes. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode and we look forward to seeing you in the future.